All right. Hey, 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 Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com. It's the very last day of the month of September 2023, and we are in the world and in America in uh, the most interesting times. We're in the most interesting times, and I'll go back and I'll, I'll remember everything that used to be taught about the last days and the Antichrist and the beast and the rapture and the pre-trib and the post-trib and all this stuff. Whole industry, whole evangelical industry on this. And I, uh, you know, I, as you know, I'm no big fan of all this. Now, are there, are there, are, are there truths there? Of course. And I've talked about that. The beast is very important. The Antichrist is very important. We have a beast now. We have beasts now. Read Daniel chapter 7. We have Antichrist now. Read 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 4. All these things are here and they're here now. And the church wanders around going, Oh, I wonder when the Antichrist is going to show up. Oh, I wonder when the rapture is going to happen. Oh, I wonder when the beast is going to crawl out of the sea. And they've missed it. If you look at the fourth beast in the book of Daniel, it's, it's a raging beast. It hates the other world empires. It fights and claws its way through the other empires to destroy any other empire. It's jealous of its power. It doesn't want any competitors whatsoever. And it speaks boastful and arrogant words. The Antichrist are those that deny that Jesus is actually the Christ. And the fourth beast speaks arrogant words. The same as the beast in, in Rev 12, Revelation 12, 13. The arrogant words, the arrogance. And then you come up with this thing on the 666. Everybody's trying to figure out how to respell Henry Kissinger's name or Obama's name or Nixon's name or God knows who, Klaus Schwab for all I know. And they're missing it. I think they're missing it. The beast is a world empire. It's not some critter that crawls up out of the, the Amazon uh, rainforest, out of the Amazon River. They're global empires. And the Antichrist are those that reject Jesus as the Christ of God. And so if you, in 666, it's the number of the beast and it says the number of Man, you don't have to put in a man. It's not a number of a specific man. I'm just you know throwing this out there. See if it works for you. It's the number of man. If six is the number of man, because he's born on the sixth day, and two sixes is a man and a woman, what's three sixes but corporate man? I'm not saying to have the end all and the be all of who the 666 is and who the beast is. But what I'm trying to get you to do is... is Back off, sit back, look at the context of what a beast is. It's a global empire. Look at the look at what the definition of antichrist is. It's he who rejects the Father and the Son. Those that and there's many many antichrists. There's many. They've been around for two thousand years. And look at this six six eight. Stop trying to figure out. You know, it's you know. Let's can I spell Fritz Berger with six six eight? No, no. It's simpler than that. And then you take this and you back off and you say, well, you know, does the American Empire potentially fit into this? 
Is this not, have we not become a raging beast? An insane beast that seeks out wars in foreign lands to defeat foreign empires? Whether it be the Chinese and now we are engaged in a war with Russia. And you can parse those words, you can say this, you can say that. We, the United States and Russia, are currently at war. Nobody has any doubts about that that's in a position of influence, power, and authority. For years now, there's been plans to defeat Russia and divide it up so they can be controlled. And you've got a man in the White House that's a perfect analogy to what's going on with the country. He's lost his mind. The man in the, lost, in the White House has lost his mind, as has our nation. Our country has lost its mind. All your betters, all the, all the sophisticated people, all the people running the foreign policy establishment, all the people running the money supply, it's like the last days of Rome, and it's burning, and everybody's trying to get what they can get and get out of town. And, and those children of the people who made America great, those people who made this country, that built this country, the Christian Europeans who built America, you're being demonized, absolutely demonized. I, I want people to back up and get the bigger perspective the, the election of 2016, 2020, 2024, yeah, sure, fine, all that's important. But not without a, a greater historical, biblical, and theological context, which I think is what I do. I'm not a political expert. I'm not a financial expert. But hopefully what I bring to the table is a, a broader historical and theological framework for what's going on in the world today. These raging beasts, man, I'm telling you, they're, they're global empires. The United States, Western Europe, atheistic, secular, globalistic empire that cannot stand the idea that there's another empire that would stand against them, that can exist apart from them. And the people that are running the show, the people that are running the show in the United States, Western Europe, they yearn for death. They yearn for war. They yearn for slaughter. They yearn for blood. And they talk about it. They talk about it openly. They yearn for a depopulation. Every day, there's another EU minister or, or, or World Economic Minister or United Nation minister. Minister, by the way, means servant. doesn't mean you're a religious person. A minister is literally somebody who ministers or serves. So outside of the U.S., you have many European countries. They have the minister of defense, the minister of, you know, whatever it is. They're supposed to be servants. There could be peace in Europe. In it, This war never needed to start. Never needed to start. And you've had hundreds of thousands of young men go to their death. Ukrainians and Russians and whoever else is out there fighting. But the beast rages, and it says, hey, there's another beast out there. And you have to defeat it. Read Daniel chapter 7. 
And these Antichrist people that run the show, everything's oh, it's democracy this, democracy that. You heard Joe Biden the other night. The most evil people in the world are now the white Christians. He calls them MAGA Republicans. They're white Christians. And we have to destroy those white Christians, essentially what he says. You're in a battle. You and I are in a battle whether we want this battle or not. The, ba- the battle chose us. The battle chose us. The war chose us. We are here now at this time because we were chosen to fight this war. You don't have a choice about the war. You got two choices. One, you can pretend that the war doesn't exist. Two, you can acknowledge it exists and you stand up and you side with Jesus Christ. There's no liberals or conservatives. There's no right or left. There's no Republicans and Democrats. It's Christ versus Antichrist. This is what it comes down to. They don't want you to think that because they want the church sidelined. This is a political issue. You need to stand aside, stand down, shut up. You're mixing religion and politics, Fritz. And, and the church has allowed itself to be put in a safe zone, a, a sandbox, a playground. You go out there and you play with your little religious ideas, ministers, pastors, preachers, priests. Here's your sandbox. Go play out there. Go feed the sick. Feed the hungry, heal the sick, run some hospitals, you know, have 12 step programs to get people off alcohol. We will support you in that. Tell people about the next life. Tell them about the pie in the sky, about eternal life. And if you want to, if you want to say sinner's prayers with them, you knock yourselves out. You say all the sinner's prayers you want. But by God, you better stop right there. You don't step out of your sandbox. If you do, we're going to call you a racist and a Nazi and an anti Semite. And we will destroy you by any means necessary. We will send armed government workers in your house and shoot you to death. And this didn't start with Biden. didn't start under him. They've done this for a long time. It's time to say, you know what? Send me, Lord. I want to be part of this war. I want to be part of this battle. How do you do that? You open your mouth. In the United States of America, truth has become hate speech. Truth has become hate speech. If you say what Jesus Christ said, it's hate speech. Let me repeat that. If you say what Jesus Christ explicitly, literally said, it is now hate speech. You can lose your job and be fired uh, from your job, you can be kicked out of school. You can probably be thrown in jail. You absolutely can be thrown in jail in in Canada and in Europe. In the heart of Christendom, you can now go to jail for saying exactly what Jesus Christ Himself said. And the church has been brainwashed into thinking that well, we you can only say what Jesus said when it doesn't offend. Shall I say it? Shall I say it? When it doesn't offend the Antichrist, and when it doesn't offend the Jews, and it just turns out that Antichrist and Jew, they have the, the, the meanings overlap. 
They utterly reject Jesus as the Christ of God. And according to the Bible, these people that call themselves Jews murdered Jesus Christ. But you can't say that because it's anti-Semitic. So get back in your sandbox. Get back in your little play area. Go feed some poor people. Go, go, you know, go pray for some people. Have your 12-step program to get them off alcohol. Tell them that they need to be a, a good little moral people. We like moral people. We like people to be subject to us that are moral. So please, please teach your morality. Teach them not to lie, cheat, steal. Please do that. That's fine. Teach them about eternal life. Go ahead. But you don't touch the seed of the serpent. You don't go to the core, the, core, the heart of, of, of where the evil comes from. You Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare go to the heart of where the evil comes from. Don't you dare talk about Genesis 3.15, the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. Don't you dare talk about that unless you, unless you just pretend it was something that happened three, 4,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago. That's fine if you do that. But don't you dare link it to what John the Baptist said in Matthew chapter 3 when he went after the brood of vipers. Don't you dare link Genesis 3.15, the seed of the serpent, to Jesus Christ when he called the Pharisees the brood of vipers. Don't you dare link the two together. And don't you dare link uh, yesterday's Pharisees, today's rabbis. Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare quote First uh, Thessalonians two chapter uh, 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 t- chapter two verses fourteen through sixteen, where Paul himself, the Apostle Paul himself, he goes out and he says, "Hey, these people, these Jews, they murdered Jesus Christ. They murdered the prophets. They prevent us from preaching the gospel so that people can be saved. And they're hostile to all mankind. Don't you dare." Don't you dare preach that sermon. Don't you dare let that come out of the out of the pulpit because that's that you're breaking the fundamental law that we've imposed upon you, which is not to be anti-Semitic. And not to be racist and not to be sexist. And homophobic and transphobic and queerphobic. Don't you dare be intolerant. We're the ones that are supposed to be intolerant. You don't have the right to be intolerant, Fritz. We're the ones that can demand that you be fired from your job because we're intolerant of your theological ideas. You don't have the right to be intolerant, Fritz. You can't speak in intolerance. Only we can. <laughs> These are the very hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned you about. They're the hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned you about. It's in your grill. It's in your face. And people wander around, and, and the devil's very happy. With this. What, who's the problem? Well, it's the rhino Republicans. It's the Democrats. It's the atheist. It's the homosexual. These are all fruits. These are byproducts. If you want to know who the enemy is, you've got to go back to the Holy Scriptures, from Genesis through the Revelation. And I'm not going to give up on this because it goes to the heart of the matter. Who are the enemies of Jesus Christ? Oh, they were just religious people. They were too religious because Jesus wasn't very... And we'll do everything we can to make excuses because you and I literally have been raised in a system that is utterly, utterly terrified of the Antichrist. The Antichrist ain't coming, buddy. He's here. Biblically, that is a true statement. 
John, the Apostle John, in his in his epistles, first and second John, he says, "Hey, there's already many antichrists. There's already many antichrists. Y'all are waiting for the big one, and, and, and but you you submit to the antichrist that's here, and if you submit to the antichrist that's here, you're never going to resist an antichrist that's going to come. That's where I'm at. That's where I stand." If you can't resist the current Antichrist, you're not going to resist a future Antichrist. Oh, he's going to persecute us and God's going to rapture us. How about you open up your mouth? (laughs) Satan doesn't mind you believing whatever you want between the ears. What outrages him is if you open your mouth and speak. And that's exactly what you and I must do. There's power in the tongue. There's power in words. Why do you think the Antichrist and the beast are on a, on a full push to shut down the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States? They say, oh, you can say whatever you want. We have freedom of speech in America. Uh, as long as you're not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic. I mean, that's where we're at in America in 2023. Europe, it's even worse. People are going to jail because they talk about what the Bible says. You talk about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. You're gonna, that's hate speech. You go to jail. Well, you know what? How come there's only one or two or three or five or ten people that have gone to jail over this then? That's the question. How come only a hand people have gone to jail? How come only a handful of Christians out of the supposedly millions of Christians we have in Sweden, in Norway, in Finland, in Scotland, in England, in Wales, Ireland, Canada, New Hampshire, Texas, Washington State, Florida, Colorado, Montana. How come only a hand people of a handful of people are willing to put it on the line and go to prison for literally the words of Jesus Christ? The United States is in a, in a full meltdown. We're, we're watching the, the collapse of our American civilization in real time. The parasites and the vampires have come in. They've sucked the blood out of our system. The church and the pastors have have either through a dearth of solid theology or fear won't come out and name who the real enemy is. The biblical, historical, biblical, theological enemy of Jesus Christ and the prophets of God. All the way back from the book of Genesis through Kings and Chronicles, through all the prophets, through the Gospels, through the book of Acts, through the epistles and into the Revelation, there's an enemy out there. And stop saying it's the devil, this thing floating around in the the ether somewhere up there. Genesis 3.15, the Bible says Satan, the devil, the serpent, has his own children. The devil has biological children. Oh, how can that be? Look, I'm just telling you what the Word says. The seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. Stephen sums it up very nicely. 
Acts chapter 7. There's a reason Acts chapter 7 is there. There's a reason Stephen's sermon is right there. He goes to the heart of the matter. He goes to the heart of the matter and the, and the Antichrist kills Stephen. Well, that wasn't the Antichrist. The Antichrist is supposed to show up in the last days. It's been the last days since the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's been the last days since the time of Jesus Christ. John said, even now, there's many Antichrists. You've seen for 1,400 years how the Antichrist tried to wipe out Christian Europe with the invasions of the Mongols and the Ottomans, the Muslims, the Africans. Had to come in and, and, and genocide a white and Christian civilization. Oh, you can't say that. That's anti-Islam. That's racist. That's intolerant. That's divisive. People have more respect for Satan's little Ten Commandments than they do for the Ten Commandments of Jesus Christ. They have more fear of the Antichrists, plural, than they do of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. This is why, this is why I'm, I'm truly and deeply hated. Because <laughs> I'm racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. And I can back each one of those up out of the Holy Scriptures. God is not a Unitarian Universalist. He chose a man and He made a race out of a certain man and said, that race is my chosen people. Oh, that's white supremacy. The sons of Israel, the sons of Jacob, and these have no relation whatsoever to a, a people running around calling themselves Israel, any more than I have any right to say that I, I'm a woman. These people are, are, are spiritual trannies. Those in Jesus Christ are the house of God. Those in Jesus Christ are the chosen people of God. Those in Jesus Christ are holy race. We're a holy people, a holy nation unto God. We're sought out, we're separate, and we're not to be friends with the world. Is that Christian supremacy? I preach the supremacy of Jesus Christ. And there's the seed of the woman and there's the seed of the serpent. Salvation is only through the blood of one man, through Jesus Christ. Is that racist? Y'all have to abandon these terms. The, the first chains that we have to break are in our brains. We've been indoctrinated into this cult since we were in, in second grade. We see it every day on TV. see it every day in kindergarten. Every day in sixth grade. Every day at the office. You can't be intolerant or divisive. Only we can be intolerant and divisive is what the Antichrist is saying. You can't be intolerant and divisive, but we can. So we can call people Nazi and Hitler and racist and drive them out of the workplace and destroy their economic lives. But you can't do that. They're the very hypocrites that Jesus Christ warns you about. I hope you're getting a picture. I feel like I've said this 50 gazillion times. Jesus Christ is the God of Moses. Jesus Christ is the God of Abraham. Jesus Christ is the God of Isaac. Jesus Christ is the God of Jacob, who was renamed Israel. 
who has nothing to do with the current nation of Israel whatsoever. That's a group of antichrists that have, that have stolen a name that does not belong to them. And like the book of Esther, they claim to be victims while they go out and they destroy their own enemies and murder their own enemies. They're the very hypocrites that Jesus Christ warns you about. You hypocrites, how shall you avoid the sentence of hell? Now, a lot of Christians will go around and they'll make all kinds of, well, you know, not all of them are bad and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, the Almighty will take care of that. Okay, your job, my job is to uphold and be loyal to and be proud of the words of Jesus Christ in this life and preach the words of Jesus Christ. Not to be apologists for Jesus Christ. Not to apologize to the world for Jesus Christ. Not to renounce the words of Jesus Christ before the world. Not to say it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. You're interpreting Him wrong. The Jews know exactly what Jesus Christ said. They're very explicit about it. I've referenced that many times. You don't have to dig deep. You don't dig far. Well, the Bible for them is utterly, fundamentally anti-Jewish and anti-Semitic. And they'll quote the Bible. So here's what Jesus Christ said in John 8, 44. Jesus looks at the Jews and He said, You are of your father the devil. And the Jews will quote that Scripture to prove that Jesus Christ is an evil man. And the Christians will go along with the Jews on this. It's called, that's called treason. That's called the sin of Judas Iscariot. To side with the Jews against the words of Jesus Christ. That's treason. And you've joined a fraternity of Judas Iscariot. It's easier to go out and change the election of 2024 than to try to change what the church thinks. But unless you change what the church thinks, it ain't going to matter what happens in the election of 2024. Who are the people that change the world? Is it not the prophets? Is it not the apostles? Is it not the evangelists? Is it not the pastors and the teachers? We're the ones that are supposed to be changing the minds of men. The hearts and minds of men. Tasting them truth out of the Holy Scriptures. And when you're ashamed of the truth, when you're ashamed of getting to the nut of the matter, to get down to the core of that, to get to the seed of the matter, the heart of evil and the people who promote evil on the world in the world, and you literally side with them, you're part of the problem. Starts in Genesis three fifteen, goes all the way up through the book of Revelation, Revelation two nine, Revelation three nine. There was a group of people at the time of Jesus Christ that did not want Jesus to rule over him. Have we not read that many times in the Gospels? Was it Luke 19 says, Jesus says, hey, bring these people that did not want me to rule over them and slay them in my presence. Is there not the story of the vineyard, the cure of the vineyard in Matthew 21 or 23? I don't remember right now. And God kept sending prophets to him. He kept sending prophets. And they're like, no, we're not going to listen to you. We're not going to listen to you. Finally, he sends his son and they murder his son. And the people are aghast. Says, "Oh my God, this is radical stuff you're saying. Can't you can't you teach us just how to multiply fish and 
and, and, and heal the sick and you know, kiss some babies and, and, and teach us a, a kind little morality. What you're saying is brutal, Jesus Christ. It's brutal. But they were aghast and said, oh my God, yeah, if, that, if that's true, the king's going to come. He's going to slaughter these people. He's going to wipe them out. You killed his son. You killed his servants and then you killed his son. Jesus said, what do you think, what do you think the king's going to do? And Jesus Christ right there, he said, listen, the, the care of the vineyard will be taken away from you guys. It's going to be given to a different ethnos. Who took over? Who was that ethnos? It's very simple. It's very, very simple. The gospel goes to Europe. The Europeans convert to Jesus Christ. Europe becomes Christendom, and they bring the gospel to the rest of the world. Right there is a summary of why Satan hates the white race and why the Jews hate the white race. That's it right there. Why do you think the Bible was written in a European language after the resurrection? Why do you think Jesus Christ began speaking Greek after the resurrection? I refer you to Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, when he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Those are Greek letters. He didn't say the Aleph and the Tav. He abandoned Hebrew. He abandoned the Semitic language, and he took up a European tongue. Why do you think Paul is sent to the Europeans? I'd have to go back and study my history, but almost every one of the, the apostles, the twelve, ended up in Europe one time or the other. This is where... This is, in real time in history, the enmity and the hatred between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. It goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 3. And this is why wave after wave of humanity has tried to crash into European Christian Europe and wipe them out and destroy them. From the Africans and the Muslims of the 700s, took 700 years for the, the Christian Spaniards to push them out of Europe. To the Ottomans in the 1200s, the Mongolian invasions, the Muslims over and over have tried to flood Europe with their people and destroy them. Now there's traitors. There's Judas Iscariots among the white race who have abandoned the God of their ancestors, have sided with the Antichrist, have allowed the Antichrist to take over and run Christian Europe. And they open up the doors and they yearn for the African and the Muslim to flood in and destroy white and Christian Europe. And you know what they say to me? Fritz, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic, that's Islamophobia, and that's racist. So in other words, to preach the truth becomes evil. And this is the greatest single thing that you and I can do today is to speak the truth even though we are demonized. It's the single greatest thing we can do. Oh, they'd be delighted if we all went out and joined a militia and we got you know 16 guys out there with guns. They would just eat that. They would like, oh, please keep doing that. They would love that. <laughs> You'd be gone in a hot minute. You know, what terrifies them, 
what they fear, what they hate, is you open up your mouth and you speak and you say the forbidden words. This is our power. This has been the power that we've had since the time of the prophets. This is the power that we've had since the time of Jesus Christ and Stephen and Peter and Paul and John. It's to open up our mouth and preach and speak the truth of God. But we're afraid. We're terrified of the Antichrist. We're afraid of the beast. And we've been indoctrinated into keeping the laws of the beast. And we've submitted to the arrogance of the beast and the false prophet. Oh, democracy this, democracy that. Tolerance and inclusivity. Diversity is our strength. These are arrogant words and they're lies. They're all lies. And somehow in in Christendom, in white European Christendom, and the church of Jesus Christ, we think the foundational morality is to not be racist and not to be anti-Semitic and not be homophobic and we have to be intolerant and inclusive. And so we take the Holy Scriptures and we run them through that sieve and there ain't much left. There ain't much left. And so we run the Word of God through that sieve, and then we take the few little things that are out there, and Satan said, keep these, go in your little playground and play, and play church. This is your, your safe area, your safe zone, your sandbox. And you play church all you want, and you know we'll just leave you alone. Because we filtered out the words of God, we filtered out the truths that Jesus Christ said that are offensive to the Antichrist. That's what we've done. We filtered out that which the Word of God says that is offensive to the Antichrist, to the many Antichrist. He said, well, we won't say that because we don't want to disobey Satan's rules. We don't want to disobey the law of the beast. We don't want to disobey the morality of the Antichrist. Antichrist and beast are here. And we've submitted to them because we self-censor and we don't open up our mouths and say what Jesus Christ said. This is our freedom. This is what our eternal life depends upon. How do we overcome Him? By the blood of the Lamb which has been provided. The word of our testimony. And not loving our lives even unto death. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.